Good morning, House of Prayer. I'm glad you guys are able to join us today for our morning devotion. I'm Sarah. I'm Pastor Jeff's wife, and I am mom to Nate and Court. So um, I'm thrilled to just be able to share a time in the Word with you. Let me just open in prayer. Father, I ask that your spirit would speak and that only your words would remain. Thank you that um, your Word is living and active and that it's valuable and practical for our lives. And so um, we ask for your will to be done now in Jesus' name. Amen. Okay. So I uh, had the blessing of getting to go to Virginia with my four sisters. And we traveled up there with all of my sister Becca's babies. And we call them babies, but they're sort of stair steps. And it's a lot of fun traveling with kids. And one thing that I was reminded of is just how important it is to teach children about being kind. And we teach people, we talk about kindness, and we tell kids to be kind. But somehow, along our journey, when we become adults, we begin to lose the ability to be kind. We, we, be, we don't lose the ability. Let me rephrase that. We lose the conviction that kindness matters. And so I've been thinking of that word. And, you know, in a world where things can seem very unresolvable, uh, polarized political climate, we're coming up to an election, Words get wielded like swords, and um, self-serving demands tend to be kind of at the root of most global disagreements. And in this kind of a, a world, this idea of kindness is just something I've really been chewing on. And so I was looking at the the original words in in Scripture. The Greek word for kindness, and I'm going to butcher this because I'm not I'm not a linguist, but it, it's Christotes. Um, that's the Greek word. And the root is Christos. And it means something fit for use. I think about my behavior and my words, and I think, hmm, are they fit for use? So let me read to you from Colossians. Let's go to God's Word and just see kind of where, where we see this. Um, Colossians chapter 3 says, Therefore, as the elect of God, holy and dearly loved, clothe yourselves with a heart of mercy, kindness, which is that word, Christotes, humility, gentleness, and patience, bearing with one another and forgiving one another if someone happens to have a complaint against anyone else. Just as the Lord has forgiven you, so you also forgive others. And so this word, Christotes, something that is fit for use, God actually instructs us through Paul to clothe ourselves with that daily, to put that on when we put on our outfit. So it's interesting, though, because he, he qualifies the statement by saying, just as the Lord has forgiven you, so you should forgive others. So the ability to do this thing called kindness comes as a result of the gift that God gives us in salvation. So I want to backtrack a little bit, if, if you'll be just travel with me. And I want to first look at the time that we received kindness when we didn't ask for it. Um, okay, so if we were to look at Ephesians chapter 2, and let me read this to you as well, verses 1 through 7 say this, As for you, and that would be you and I, you were dead in your transgressions and sins in which you used to live when you followed the ways of this world and of the ruler of the kingdom of the air, the spirit who is now at work in those who are disobedient. 
all of us also lived among them at one time, gratifying the cravings of our flesh and following its desires and thoughts. Like the rest, we were by nature deserving of wrath. I was thinking about hanging around my sister's younger kids, and you know, by nature, they want their way. They want the toy. They want the snack. They want to choose the video. By nature, they are children of, of of wrath and frustration. They're beautiful angels, and I love them with all my heart, by the way, that's the caveat. But by nature, we, we have this, with this way about us that seeks to serve ourselves, and when we seek to serve ourselves, that is the polar opposite of kind. So let me continue. Verse four says, but because of his great love for us, God, who is rich in mercy, made us alive with Christ, even when we were dead in transgression. So while we were dead, he made us alive because of his mercy, his generous mercy. It's by grace that you have been saved. And God raised us up with Christ, seated us with him in the heavenly realms in Christ Jesus, in order that in the coming ages, he might show the incomparable riches of his grace expressed in kindness to us in Christ Jesus. So all of this fancy words to say this, salvation in Christ is God's expression of kindness to us. We didn't deserve it, we didn't earn it, but God expressed it to us freely, generously, and without limitation. And so when we consider our behavior, let us first consider what we have been given. We have been given kindness with no strings attached. So Paul goes on to explain Christos and says this, that it's actually this Christos of God that leads a person to repentance. When we think of God, often we think of him as this cold, angry deity that's dis just distant, far away, and looking to just hammer us with judgment. Often, you know, that's how we, we communicate God to other people. And this nothing could be further from the truth. It's actually His kindness that causes someone to desire to change their ways, to change the direction of their life. It's His kindness that draws us. Titus also tells us this in chapter 3. At one time, we too were foolish, disobedient, deceived and enslaved by all kinds of passions and pleasures. We lived in malice and we lived in envy, being hated and hating one another. But when the kindness, Christos, and love of God, our Savior, appeared, He saved us, not because of righteous things that we had done, but because of His mercy. So kindness appears in the form of Christ. The incarnation of Christ is what we have as a picture of kindness. And so my question for us is, how are we portraying that to the world around us? How are we communicating kindness? Have we lost that since we became adults? Did we somehow think that when we were older, we could stop operating in that way? And what's really important is that we understand that we have the ability to be kind. It's not something that we can just grow and cultivate. It's actually something that we have in us. Paul describes kindness as a fruit of the Spirit. He says the fruit of the Spirit are love, joy, patience, gentleness. The word gentleness is translated, it's that same word, Christos. So it means kindness. And that's a fruit of the Spirit. So when the believer, 2 Corinthians 5 tells us that when we become a follower of Christ, the old has passed away and the new has come, that we are a new creation in Christ. When we 
are indwelt by the Holy Spirit. I'm talking about thick theology here. But when we are indwelt by the Holy Spirit, He lives inside of us and produces the fruit of kindness. The old has passed away. Malice, self-serving, me seeking my own way. Those things have passed away, and the new is present. And I have a decision to make. I can yield to that ability to be kind, or I can quench that. And I can walk in in an old way, a dead way. And so it's very, I want to be very, very clear that as adults, we want to choose kindness. And when we don't, we need to understand that we are choosing to walk in something that is completely opposite of God, and it misrepresents our Savior. So I want us to be clear about that. Hard words, but important words. What does that look like? Well, here's what it looks like. It looks like when I'm interacting with Jeff, for example, in my marriage, is my speech abrasive is, or is it fit for use? When I am parenting my children, when I guide them, do I, when I discipline or correct them, Am I doing it in a way that is kind? Often, as parents, we can feel justified in rebuking or scolding our children. But am I doing it in such a way that it is fit for use? Matthew gives us a really good description of this kindness. Matthew 11, when Jesus said this, he said, Take my yoke on you. My burden is easy and my yoke is light. When he he talked in that language, he's using the same word, Christos, and it means that his yoke is fit for use. Let me give you, I'm going to have to look for my notes here for just a second. So let me find, I wanted to give you this definition that Spiros Zodiades gave. He says this, he says that Christos is like benignity, kindness, or usefulness. It often occurs with philanthropy and forbearance. It is the opposite of severity or cutting something short. It is the grace which pervades the whole nature, mellowing all which could be harsh or austere. Are my parenting words harsh and austere? Do they cut my children short? Or do they take the time to recognize that, sure, they're being rascals, they need some guidance, but I can do that with speech that is fit for use. Paul said, do not let any unwholesome word come out of your mouth, but only that which is useful for encouraging others so that it may benefit those who listen. That's in Ephesians 4. Is my speech useful? If it is useful, then it is kind. Salvation in Christ is extremely useful, isn't it? And we needed it. We didn't deserve it, but we needed it. And so I want to think about the areas of my life. What about at work? It's a lot of times very easy to categorize our lives. We, we, we th- we're kind on Sunday when we're shaking hands with the person who thinks the same as us and looks the same as us and has the same value systems. But we go to work and we're mad because our coworker or the person down, the, down at the other business nearby doesn't do what we want them to do. And so we, we begin to use language that doesn't reflect kindness at all. And I have to go to our social media and ask this question. Are the things that we are sharing kind? Are they fit for use? God's heart for humanity is kindness. And He gave that to us in the form of His Holy Spirit indwelling us. So we have access to it. So I guess my question for us this week and my challenge for us is to think through every aspect of our lives, to really consider um, our relationships 
whether it's parent to child, whether it's sister to sister, whether it's brother to brother, whether it's neighbor to neighbor, whether it's coworker to coworker, or whether it's random person on Facebook that we don't even know, but we don't like what they think and we don't like what they say. And so we're going to respond to them. When I respond, I will do one of two things. I will make death famous or I will make Jesus Christ famous. When Paul said, don't let any unwholesome word come out of your mouth, that word unwholesome means like putrid and decaying. So I'm going to do one of two things always. The scripture says the tongue holds the power of life and death. So I will either make death famous or I will make life in Christ famous. I want my speech to make my Savior known. That's what I want. And so I want to just go back to this passage in Colossians read it again to you. Therefore, as the elect or chosen of God, holy and dearly loved, that's you and I, we're holy and we're dearly loved. And he loves all mankind that way, not just you and I. Clothe yourselves with a heart of mercy, kindness, Christos, fit for use, humility, gentleness, and patience, bearing with one another and forgiving one another, if someone happens to have a complaint against anyone else, just as the Lord has forgiven you, so you also should forgive others. And to all these virtues, add love, which is the perfect bond. Let the peace of Christ be in control of your heart. To all of these things, add love. And I think, you know, we can't have love if we don't have kindness. Corinthians tells us that love is patient, love is kind. Love is kind. And so if you and I call ourselves a follower of Christ, then we have the Spirit of God living inside of us. We have the ability to be kind. So that's my prayer for us this week. Let me pray with you, and um, thank you so much for joining us. We'll pray. Heavenly Father, I am thankful that you were kind to me when I know I was not deserving of that. I'm thankful that you're still kind to me, that not only did you give me the gift of salvation, but you gave me the gift of continued salvation, even when I when I behave in ways that are not glorifying to you. Thank you for salvation. And thank you for your spirit that indwells me. Father, I pray that we would be a people who are known for kindness. And in so doing, we would be a people that make you famous. Lord, I pray that we would not be a people that say that we know you and love you and then turn around and misrepresent your name. You are a kind God. You're holy and you're just. And I acknowledge those things as well but you're kind. Lord, I pray that the House of Prayer and its members would be known for that kindness. I pray we'll be known for that kindness when we're in restaurants, how we treat the people at the checkout counter. I pray that we would be known for kindness in how we treat one another. Let us be known for that, Lord. And in this way, I pray, Lord, that we would make you famous. Let your will be done in our lives on earth as it is in heaven. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. Thank you guys for joining me.